Thank you, Pastor Henji, for the wonderful introduction. Um, for those streaming live, thank you for joining with us. Uh, for those who came this morning and played the instruments for our worship, I want to say thank you. And for those who are working our media, we're making sure that we're online streaming live today. Um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Not really, but sometimes we're always... We're always impressed when the Lord does a Lord thing. And today my message has a lot to do with fear. And I'm really excited that the Lord gave those worship songs to lead us in to the presence of God. Again, if you're just streaming in live, welcome to Praise Christian Fellowship. My name is Ron Younger. I want to give you a brief response, a very brief response to the COVID-19 Second John chapter one, verse 12 says, though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use pen and paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk to you face to face so that our joy may be complete. And that, brothers and sisters, is not just your pastor's voices. It is the whole embodiment of the body of Christ. Um, our, the pastors and leaders here at PCF want you to know that we long to see you. We long to talk to you and see you face to face during this season so that our joy, both ours and yours, will be complete. For we are one in Christ. Um, we've probably heard of this uh, proverb. Let me be clear. This is not a proverb from the book of Proverbs. It's just a proverb as a wisdom. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, during this time, I, I know it's challenging that we're not able to be together in person in worship. But at this time, I want to say to the pastors and the leaders and the elders at PCF, um, please take time to ensure that we're staying connected, whether it's through live stream services, Zoom meetings, Bible studies, whether you're doing your Bible studies through uh, Facebook uh, Messenger uh, video conference calls or however your Bible study is staying connected. Pastors, leaders, and elders, please make sure that we're staying connected. Plug back in. Make sure everyone doesn't, no one falls off out of the connection. It's very important. That's a brief response, and that's just touching the surface, and I'm sure that we'll get more information coming from that later. Uh, I just want to, well, it's not... It's not going, guys. All right. So I want us to be strong and courageous. And I want to remind you that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. You hear those words in the book of Hebrews, actually. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But this particular abstract is from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Be strong and courageous. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, Medium Ministry, could you play the video? I just want you to reflect just a moment while we, while we watch this video before we get into the preaching of the word. Hoping that you're able to watch that and see that from online. Uh, the gist of the video is to say God is with you right where you're at. Right in the middle of your issue, right where you're at. God is with you during this COVID-19 issue. God has never left us and he has never forsaken us. If you're on the brink of losing a job, God is there. If you're dealing with, dealing with recovery or health, God is there. 
God is with us at all times, folks. Today, I'm going to be preaching today on how to maintain your joy. And I, the subject, obviously, is joy. And I just want you to pause for a moment. If you don't have a pen and paper or if you're going to use your phone to take notes, I want you to take these scriptures down because I will go fast and I will not read them all verbatim word for word. I will paraphrase them through the preaching of the word of God for the time's sake of the gospel being preached. But I want you to write them down. And if you don't have a pen, many people today, we use our phones and our iPads. So if you're at home, grab a pen or grab your phone. And I'm going to read these scriptures aloud. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Verse 6. 2nd John chapter 1, verse 12. Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. Chapter 4, verse 17. And chapters 8, verses 9 through 12. Today we are going to be examining the life of David in Nehemiah. And we're going to learn how to maintain our joy in this circumstances we're in today. I'm just going to go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that no word that I say will fall deaf to the ears of the people streaming in today, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you put your words in my mouth. Father, you are the potter and I am the clay. Use me, mold me. Speak through me to your people today to encourage them, to uplift them and to bring them hope in Jesus name. So we're going to get in to the preaching of the word. The Bible said, well, it's not enough to know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that is scripture because it's in Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter eight. But it's equally important for us to know how to maintain our joy during these circumstances. It's very important to know how to maintain our joy. Christians can maintain joy through various trials during this pandemic. And we can do so by practicing these lessons that are set forth throughout the scripture that I'm about to share with you. I'm going to go to James chapter 1, and you, this is the one passage that I will read. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. It says, James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes of the dispersion of greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let your steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith of not doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave and sea that is driven, tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. And folks... Like the flower of the grass, COVID-19 will pass away. God is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. 
And it's not going to be some COVID-19 that takes out a church, that takes out the body of Christ or takes out the Lord in this. That is not going to happen. That's not what we find in the word of God. God's coming back for a victorious church. He's not coming back for a church that's not victorious. And today I'm going to give you some tools on how to be victorious. I'm going to continue reading the word of God in verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test of faith, the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. Now I want to understand, we should understand two very key distinctions here in the book of James. There's the testing of your faith, which the Lord allows. But when you are tempted, you are drawn away by the lust of your own flesh. That's not God. When you are tested by God, he will provide you the source to walk through it. But when you are drawn away, you are tempted by your own desires, fleshly desires. When the desire has conceived and it gives birth, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the lights, of whom there is no variation of lights, and whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Or his own will he brought to us forth by the word of truth that we shall be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. That is the reading that I will read today, but the rest of it, when you hear me talk today and you hear me preach the word, I will be paraphrasing. Thus, the reason I wanted you to understand to write these scriptures down. I'm going to be talking to you again, how to maintain your joy. And I just want to talk to you. Remember earlier, I said we're going to talk about two Bible characters. We're going to talk about David and we're going to talk about Nehemiah. And I don't know why my mind didn't open up to this when I'm at home studying, when I've been preparing for this lesson this whole time. But when I got here and they were leading us in worship, the Lord just dropped it in my heart. Both of these people use stones. David used the stone to Goliath. And Nehemiah used stones to rebuild the wall. I'm telling you, the Lord was in the very selection of the worship today. And if you don't know where you're at, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you. Praise is my weapon. Praise is my weapon. We have it written here somewhere where Jesus exalted and love is demonstrated. Praise. That is the utmost praise. When we can lift up Jesus, he, love will be demonstrated. When we lift him up, the true love of God will be demonstrated. So in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, we read and we understand here, David became very distressed in where he was at, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. David was at a place. Nobody was there. He was all alone. He had no one to go to. He had no senior pastor. He had no, so he was all by himself. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. And David had gotten to where he was at because he got in the mess because of self-will. And a lot of times that is all of us. And I say that graciously because I'm guilty of it. And Lord, help us. I want to sow mercy so I can reap mercy. But God, if he's, whenever God chooses to use somebody like you and I, he will break us. 
He is the potter and we are the clay. And just because he breaks you once doesn't mean that he won't break you again and put you back on the wheel of pottery. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1, you read that uh, the wall of Jerusalem was broken down. And Nehemiah's response, he said, as soon as I heard the words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heavens. Church, you don't need the senior pastor to call you to pray. And you don't need the senior pastors to call you to fast. You can do that on your own. And I will say this. We all need to be working on our fasting game with our Lord. We all need to be there. Because the Bible talks about in certain circumstances throughout the scripture. He said some of these do not come out except through fasting and prayer. But Nehemiah recognized the situation he was at. That's the first point. We need to recognize where we're at in the world and what's going on today. We need to recognize and I don't mean that in a brutality way, but I say it full of love and grace. But we need to recognize that we are in a dire situation. As the church, we believe, as Romans talks about, to honor thy government, to listen to the government. We believe in that. We support that. The only thing that we can go and say is when it goes against the teachings of the word of God. It's hard for us not to be with you in person. I want to pause here and encourage you, follow the rules, follow the guidelines of your leaders, but also follow what God says in his love letter to you and I. The whole book. We can do it. Nehemiah chapter 4, I want to talk about this. And this reminded me of my time in the military. He said he worked with one hand and he had his weapon in the other. My weapon is the word of God. I'm working with one hand, and I've got the word of God in my other. Church, that's how we have to be to maintain our joy. It's a battle. Our senior pastor, Pastor Courtney, just got done preaching through the book of Ephesians and talking about the whole armor of God. This is not, this is not some type of uh, um, light matter. In Ephesians, it talks about getting ready for battle. We need to wake up. In Mark chapter 3, we read several times where the Lord says, talking through the scriptures, wake up, don't go asleep. Wake up, don't go asleep. Nehemiah chapter 8, we hear where Nehemiah said, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So to, again, today, the title of the message is How to Maintain Your Joy. The first one. And, and this is why I'm telling you, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I had not talked to anybody about anything about what type of worship song to lead today. But the first one says, reject your feelings of fear and doubt. Reject your feelings of fear and doubt. Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. We need, we need to be like David out in the field, 
And we need to pick up some scriptures all throughout the word of God. And you, in, in the example in the Bible, you can pick up David. I believe the, the correct, he had three stones. Brothers and sisters, I'm not limiting you to three stones. Pick it all up. You need to pick up you some stones from the word of God. It says he is my healer. And you need to put it in your slingshot. And you need to round it up and you need to sling it at the enemy. Because the Bible says he is my healer. He is my provider. So church, we need to learn to reject feelings of fear and doubt during this time in this pandemic. Number two, we need to renew our mind. The first one, reject your feelings of fear and doubt. And the second is to renew your mind. Renew your mind in Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that the testing of your faith may discern the will of God. By, brothers and sisters, if we, look at that closely. It says if you don't be conformed to this world, transform your mind, transform your mind by what? Reading of the word of God. This is why it's important to read your Bible for you can renew your mind. The testing, so during your testing, so what does that mean? We talked about earlier in James that we're going to have tests. And the Bible in 1 James says to count it all joy through all tests. You're supposed to count it joy in the good times and the bad. You can't learn to count it joy if you don't grab you some weapons or stones throughout the word of God and begin to sling them at the enemy who's trying to rob you of your joy. Because when we take the word of God, we'll be able to withstand the testing and learn, discern what the will of God is. It is important for us to renew our mind. You know, renewing our mind has a lot to do with repentance and putting on, and some people, like, some people don't like that word in church, and I'm not sure why. I love it. Because the repentance, godly repentance brings forth godly sorrow, and there is, I don't say repentance in a judgmental way, in a harsh tone. But when I repent, it draws me closer to my Lord and Jesus. We're not here to stone you with anything with throughout the scripture where well, the Bible says this. I'm not here to stone you with the word of God. That's not my purpose. But brothers and sisters, but when we repent, we draw closer to him. And if we're drawing closer to him, shouldn't our joy be more full? Number three. Now the first one was what? Reject, uh, reject your feelings of fear and doubt. The second one is to renew your mind. And the third one is to recall what God has done in your past. Recall what God has done in your past. Psalm 77, verse 11. It says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I'm 42 years old. I remember briefly... I'll share it. I remember when I was a young man and I, I was in a car accident, a very severe car accident. It was a one car accident. We, I, we both, the both of us nearly died. But the gist of it, and I'll get right to it. I had seizures. After I had that car accident, I was having epileptic seizures for a while. They took my, they literally took my license to drive. I couldn't drive legally. It was a while before I could get that license back. Church, I want you to remember. I, and, and, you know, there's other things I remember, too. 
You know, I remember going to some conferences and I remember the Lord speaking to some things to me through different people. I remember our pastor, Dr. Tim Bagwell, who came to me out of nowhere, a great man of God. I was listening to a message through him. He was preaching a revival in North Carolina and he, he there was a large crowd. We probably had 250, 300 people in the crowd. It's a, it's a mega church. This church is a mega church. We, we had a lot of people. This man of God walked right up to me and read my mail. When I say he read my mail, the Holy Spirit spoke to him things only God could say to him that would reveal about me. I want to tell you today, I want to put you in remembrance. Recall what God has done for you so that you can maintain your joy. Recall what God has done for you. And it doesn't mean that, oh, well, some people's like, well, if you're just recalling what God has done and not focusing on what he's doing, no. Sometimes you need to recall what God has done for you. And here's why. The scripture talks about it. So you can maintain your joy. You know, sometimes we don't get what we want when we want. In fact, sometimes that's very often, and I'm so thankful that I don't get what I want when I want. That's a hard pill to swallow because I'm truly trying to submit my life to God, and I pray about all things, and sometimes the Lord doesn't allow things to happen. And sometimes the Lord allows things to happen, and I don't like how they feel. They're uncomfortable, they're painful, and I don't like it. Again, he's the potter, and I'm the clay. I remember a moment in my life where I was very successful. And success is, this is unique. It depends on how you define success. I was in a moment in my career. I worked in executive leadership and make it quick. You know, the Lord quickly removed me out of it. And it was a very painful process because I was doing well. When I say I was doing well with my work, I was, I was 30, 35 in the executive leadership doing well, making good money, making very good money. But the Lord had a different plan. It was hard for me to remember that and to think about it at that time. You know, it's hard when the potter, the Lord, takes that lump of clay and he shatters it and breaks it up to rebuild something new and better. You know, we've been talking about for the theme for the year, um, the theme for the year is harvest. I grew up in the South. I grew up in agriculture farms. Pastor Hinge had shared a word not long, briefly, talking about how we're reaping the seeds and all that. And we've been talking about it. And the more I've been thinking, about, you know, sometimes the breaking up the dry ground is a hard process. And that's exactly what the Lord is doing right now. He's breaking up some dry grounds. And if you allow him during this time, He's going to bring springs of refreshing. So number one, reject your feelings of fear and doubt. Number two, renew your mind in Christ. And number three, recall what God has done to you and for you in your past. Number four, repair the broken down walls. Nehemiah chapter four, as I mentioned earlier and I read, Nehemiah took his, he was building with one hand and he had the sword in the other. That's how we are today. In this situation that we have going on, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of work. You're working with one hand. Your work hasn't stopped, but you can't, you can't stop getting involved and in reading the word of God. You can't stop in your, your relationship. And I, and I say this gently, but sometimes our relationship, the extent of some people's relationship with the Lord is when they come to church and hear the word because they don't open the word throughout the week. And we have to change that. We have to change that if we want to be successful and we want to maintain our joy.
There is an individual by the name of Dr. Martin Burton. You don't have to read this. I'll paraphrase it to you. I want you to think about during this time of COVID-19 and how everybody is having to respond. I, I want you to be encouraged to find joy. I'm not telling you to do anything that is against what our mayor and or our government leaders is telling us to do and follow for regulations and restrictions. But sometimes we feel guilty about being happy. How dare I enjoy this moment when the world is in and ending in COVID-19? You know, I just want to stop and pause here. You know, husbands, wives, families, you can't go anywhere. You have a backyard. You fix a picnic and you get a blanket and you go outside. You learn to enjoy the small things. See, as a believer, we have to understand that our joy doesn't come from things. It comes from being in his presence. And one of the most wholesome ways that we can be in his presence is how we, when we can come together with family and reflect his love and his, his image and love one another and have fellowship and break bread. One of the most loving ways that we can do that. So I want to encourage you. I don't want to discourage you from doing anything. Think. Ask the Lord. Inquire of God. God, what is it that I can do that can follow the boundaries and still be safe? Take you a blanket. For those of you who are exercising in the, at, this, at this moment, the trails are still open. Pack you a picnic, some apples, some bananas, two or three bottles of frozen water, a Lunchable from Vons or Rouse or Trader Joe's, uh, and go on a walk. Pack a cooler and, and, you know, just, you know, obviously you and your house or whatever. But don't feel discouraged and don't feel like you can't go and enjoy and how dare you and feel, feel some type of enjoyment when all this is going on. I want you to know and understand how to maintain your joy. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read them again for you. How to maintain your joy. Reject feelings of fear and doubt. Number one. Number two, renew your mind. Renew your mind in Christ. Number three, recall what God has done in your past. And number four, repair the broken down walls. Those broken down walls might be places we can examine and ask the Holy Spirit to revere us where we've allowed, allowed the enemy to have broken walls in our life. You know. So I want us to consider these things that we can maintain our joy. And I am truly encouraged by the worship today because I really wanted to reach out to the worship team and talk to them about leading. But uh, I did not get to talk to them. But the Lord worked that out. I just want to encourage you again. There's two characters. Remember, Nehemiah and David. One took stones and slung them at Goliath, and the other took stones and repaired a wall. You've got to discern the difference whether you've got to pick up a stone and sling it at your enemy, or you're going to pick up a stone and you're going to build the wall and repair the breach that's happened. I want to wish you peace, grace, Mercy, hope, and above all, we long to see you, as First John chapter, as First John chapter one talked about. Our joy is not complete when we're not with you in person. 
That, that is truly the heart from all the pastors and leaders in the church. But church, it's not just the pastor's joy. It's your joy. Know that we long to be with you. We long to be with you. So tune in. Stay connected. Get in your Bible, virtual Bible studies and be faithful in your attendance and however you're meeting. That is the preaching of the word today. Four things on how to maintain your joy. I love you. I pray for you and I ask God to bless you and I'm just going to close in prayer. Father, today I thank you for the preaching of the word of God. And Father, if there's someone out there listening today live stream that doesn't have joy and yet they don't have a relationship with Christ, I want to tell them that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that they might have life and have it more abundantly, God. God, if there's someone out there listening today, I pray for their salvation. People struggling to have joy, they, and they're looking. And Christians and believers, I want you to know, and I want you to walk away with this conviction today in your heart, that you be that light, you be that city set on a hill, that when they look at you, they're going to say, how do they have joy? How are they maintaining joy in this hardship? I pray that so that you can be the witness for Jesus Christ and you can be the light and share the love of the gospel. God bless you. God be with you. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. Amen.